Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we have even more news. Uh, For the second straight day, there are a whole bunch of things to talk about on this podcast, really. Uh, So yesterday on the show, we talked about CU's announcement that it is going to be opening up the campus for the fall 2020 semester, which is exciting. That's a big step toward Colorado playing football. But then after I or after I had already recorded the show, uh, more news came out. Uh, first of all, the Pac-12 will be uh, allowing voluntary athletic activities on June 15th. So that means the weight room will be open. Uh, student athletes can work in small groups. Uh, they can use the facilities on campus. And we'll talk more about that uh, in a little bit. Also, the Buffs basketball program lost an assistant coach in Anthony Coleman, who was only in Boulder for one year. Even though he wasn't here for that long, he uh, he was pretty good at his job. Uh, but he's heading back to Arizona State and Bobby Hurley, where he was prior to the season. So we'll dig into that a little bit more too. Talk about what they're what the Buffs are really losing here. Um, the the recruiting stands out. He was a very big part in bringing in this class, and also the fact that he's six foot eleven makes him a rare asset among coaches. You know, it's a guy who has experience playing high level basketball and can give the Buffs big man well not anymore now the Sun Devils big man some better looks in practice and after practice. Uh, so so we'll talk about what he provided, um, but also why I trust Tad to find a, a good coach to come in behind him. Uh, so those are kind of the topics we're going to be getting into today. And before we jump in with the Pac-12's decision to allow voluntary athletic activities beginning June 15th and what that means, what it means for the timeline of college football and uh you know it's 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 a really good sign but first uh, we have to talk about manscaped and it is an incredible company there are so many things i appreciate about manscaped um right now i'm wearing my manscaped shirt my manscaped underwear uh my manscaped ball deodorant i've trimmed pretty much all the hair on my body with a manscaped lawnmower 3.0 trimmer it's just such a big part of my life at this point, and I'm so happy that it is. I should smell so bad right now, but they're helping me to not. I'm heading out to the driving range after this podcast. Uh, I still haven't had a chance to go golfing yet, and I really need to sharpen my game. I'm so excited that I can just go out in the sun and not worry about sweating and smelling gross. Uh 
you can just go golfing and then not be disgusting after, which is rare, especially if you're like me and you like to carry your bag or get like a push cart and try to walk so that it counts as exercise. Um, but yeah, Manscaped, there's incredible products. They're great for when you're sitting at home alone. They're great for when you're going out. Um, they're great for, uh, when you're, uh, talking to women or however we're going to say that. But uh, yeah, go to manscaped.com, use the code DMVR20, you'll get 20% off your entire order, plus that code gets you free shipping. So there's no better time than now, especially when most of us are still having pretty much everything shipped to them anyway, not much going out and shopping compared to before this. Just add that to your list or at least go through and check it out because when you see what these things say they can do, you'll be impressed. And I can vouch for basically half of the website and hopefully within like two weeks, I can vouch for the rest of it because I need to, the the products I've already tried are game changing and the other products look exciting too. So, uh, that's Manscaped. Now let's talk about what this actually means that the PAC 12 is allowing teams to start voluntary athletic activities June 15th. So just so you can get a bit a bit of a picture of the landscape here typically you can be doing voluntary athletic activities during this time frame um there was a moratorium placed on all of them that lasted through or through May 31st ending June 1st um uh, the NCAA had a moratorium like that the Pac-12 also did and so last week the NCAA said okay After this expires, we're not going to renew the moratorium. So June 1st, colleges are allowed to do this, but they still have to follow all the regulations that they're typically forced to follow. You know, whether that's from the school, whether that's from the local government, the county government, the state government, uh, the federal government, I guess. But I don't think there are any restrictions that would apply. And uh, also your conference. And that's the other piece that dropped yesterday. Uh, when the Pac-12 said that when their moratorium ends uh, June 1st, they will extend it to June 15th. So we are right around the corner from getting some work in. Uh, the The training rooms can be open. The weight rooms can be open. Uh, they still have to follow local regulations. And there are a whole bunch of different regulations that all of the different Pac-12 schools will have to follow. Um, But for Colorado, they should be able to get the most out of this just because of where Colorado is in terms of a recovery from COVID-19. And so you'd expect small groups to be allowed to work together. Um, Nobody who is at risk, whether that's uh, because of age or because of some health issues, uh, whatever it could be. Um, but yeah, I think groups of up to 10 is kind of what I've been hearing, but we'll see what that actually looks like. Um, so that's in the weight room. You know, if a quarterback wants to throw with some receivers, that should be fine. Now, these can't be like put together practices by the coaches, um, but you can do a lot of strength and conditioning work and just individual reps, however you want to get them in. Uh, and that's really big. More news that actually just came out, and it's why I stuttered once back there. Uh, there were no reasons for the rest of them. But Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, uh, California home of four Pac-12 schools, says that 
uh, he will be allowing gyms to open um, as well as oh, fitness facilities as well. Um, or at least the plan for them to open will be released in a week or so is what he said. The quote is in a week or so. So we'll get some sort of information about what to expect for the California schools a week from now would put that around June 3rd uh, that we get the announcement. So he could be saying that June 15th they'll open. It could be immediate. It could be uh, beginning of July. He's fine with it. So that's really the next thing to watch in terms of the Pac-12. In terms of Colorado, um, it's it's waiting to hear from the buffs, really. Uh, Rick George makes a statement. Carl Durrell makes a statement. Um, I would expect to hear that sometime in the next few days. I would also expect to hear something from the governor or some representative of the state of Colorado because the governor has already said, I think it was like two weeks ago coming up on two weeks ago. Um, maybe even less than that time is so weird. I guess like 10 days to two weeks, but he said that the state is ready to host professional sporting events as soon as the league say it's ready. And now that doesn't necessarily mean they'll be normal, but for example, if, if the Rockies come to a deal with or I guess if the MLB comes to a deal with the MLBPA to start playing those games um, and they opt not to do the single site uh, whatever you want to call it then Coors Field is ready to be hosting those games likely without fans and with a bunch of other restrictions um, but that is a very good sign in terms of what Colorado will be allowed to do. Uh, so that's kind of where we stand now what we're waiting for really though the buffs should be good to go June 15th and likely get into a pretty similar schedule to what they would normally go through. Um, in these calls to the coaches, uh, the PAC 12 coaches, was that last week or I think that was the week before. There we go. Yeah. Uh, they're all saying they need six to eight weeks to get ready. They'd prefer eight weeks. Uh, they could get by with six. And this time counts as part of that clock. Um, June 15th counts because what they wanted was about half of that to be strength and conditioning and training and letting the kids use the facilities and getting as much work done themselves as they could. And the second half is really the installation of game plans, you know, a, a more camp like experience. So if you go with the eight week plan, eight weeks takes you from mid June to mid July. And then you have four more weeks, which means you're getting through your camp in mid August. So when the season starts, I think there are games like August 30th, August 31st, yeah, that's like that week zero. I mean, those would be on pace to be played. Um, looking around the other conferences, I haven't seen anything from the ACC. So unless they made a move this morning, uh, they haven't made a decision on when they will allow voluntary athletic activities. Same thing with the Big Ten, which is kind of surprising. That's one you'd expect to move more quickly. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the Big 12 will open at the exact same time as the Pac-12 on June 15th for voluntary athletic activities, and the SEC will open things up one week earlier on June 8th. So they will have a head start if you're really concerned about one extra week in the weight room, I guess like there's the Alabama USC game we talked about yesterday on September 5th. Maybe that makes an impact, especially if I guess that's more about whether California allows the USC athletic facilities to open um, on that June 15th date. But that's kind of the type of stuff that I'm 
thinking about a lot more now instead of thinking about whether there will be sports, which is a lot more fun. Uh, is there anything else I wanted to touch on here? I think that that's pretty much it. Um, I did want to say that this was kind of universally accepted to be the best way to do it in talking with uh, all of the Pac-12 coaches. You know, they didn't all speak specifically on this topic, but at least a few of them did. And they all came from different circumstances. Basically, consensus was if if we have programs that are able to be using the facilities, let's let those student-athletes do what they can to get ready for the season. Let's not hold that piece back until everybody is ready. But they did say that when it comes to camp, when camps can open, that is where there may need to be something more uniform. Maybe the Pac-12... I think at the very least, the Pac-12 will get some resistance if it allows camps to open um, before everybody is ready. I still think that that probably goes through and it's what ends up happening, but I think that that could be a little bit more contentious, not only in the Pac-12, but across college football. Um, But because of California, you'd expect the Pac-12 fight to be one of the more heated ones. Um, But yeah, generally the thought was, Let's make sure we can get camps to start as uniformly as possible. Or, I mean, that was coming more from the guys who may not be able to start their team's camps early on. Um, But then the consensus was let guys use the training room whenever they're safe to do so. Um, And Carl Durrell, when when he made that point, um, when he was asked that question, he added that he would also try to find a way to extend the time that strength and conditioning coaches from programs who can't open their gyms at that time, their weight rooms at that time, uh, they can spend more time talking to student athletes in their programs, training them from a distance. You know, if they have a home gym set up or if they're going to a gym somewhere else, um, let the strength and conditioning coaches spend more time talking to them, make sure they're getting the work in correctly and try to level things that way. And I thought that that was a great idea from Carl Durrell, you know, and that's one of the things that I've really noticed talking with Carl Durrell a few times now. Um, how many times have I talked to him? Probably, I mean, mostly all virtual because there was only the introductory press conference that was in person. Uh, it's probably been six times he's met with the media, five, six times. And, and so now I'm starting to get a field I'm confident in. And here's a take that I'm ready to share. You know, his quotes aren't as biting as Mel's when Mel would talk to us. You know, it was easy to just pull one line out and say like, okay, here's the thing. Carl Durrell really speaks through his whole thought process. And so sometimes the quotes can get kind of muddy. And that's why if you read things at the the edmvr.com, you've probably noticed that I like, I've been keeping some of those quotes really long because it's just interesting to hear how he talks through all this stuff. Um, But while his quotes may not be as like, easily digestible, easy easy to read and just understand exactly what he's saying. There is a lot more nuance there and he does really give you a window into what he's thinking and also he comes up with these these good ideas. I think Carl really does have a lot of things to say uh which I'm I'm excited about it. You know, it's it's still just really disappointing when I think back to fall camp or spring camp and what could have happened. 
<laughs> and it would have been really nice to have spent all that time getting to know Carl, getting to know all the new guys on the team, new coaches. Uh, but I think we're all frustrated by a bunch of different things right now. Oh, that reminds me, though. Blake Street Tavern just opened an hour ago. They're going to be opening at 11 every day, I believe. So hit them up. Also, the DNVR bar is going to be open from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. starting today, Wednesday. And it'll be open Wednesday through Sunday every week, I believe. I probably should have checked on all that before I plugged it. But uh, yeah, so that's going to be fun. I'm going to try to swing by both places as much as I can. And that's like a weird thing to say because there's like the safety thing and there's a whole bunch of restrictions. We'll see how things shake out because as as much as I would love to spend all day just bouncing back and forth between BST and the DNVR bar, I do kind of wonder if there's like the 50-person restrictions Am I just taking up space or would I just be eating so much that they'll take my money instead of anybody else's? Who knows? Uh, but definitely check both those spots out and I'll probably be around. I'll definitely be around the DMVR bar because I technically work there, but you know, um, I think that that pretty much does it for the pack 12 decision talk. We've hit all the key points. It sounds like there won't be too big of an advantage. We're fitting this timeline very nicely that everybody wanted to fit. And uh, it's the first step. Um, again, though, going through this. Uh, so we talked through that schedule. There is one more thing that I want to say about that schedule. So that eight weeks, four weeks like this, that'll last from June 15th to July 15th. And then uh, four weeks of camp, July 15th to August 15th, likely because they get the four weeks or it'll be more like August 1st to the end of August or something like that. But you really have two weeks to play with now. Um, you you have to get camps going in about six weeks, I guess, is the way that you look at it. Six weeks from June 15th. Otherwise, that's when you start to push the season back. Um, maybe you could get by with a three-week camp because they did say that six to eight. Six is the bare minimum. Um, but that's what we're looking at. You really want to see those camps scheduled to start late July at the latest. Mid-July, let these guys get some extra work because spring was cut short. That would be ideal. Uh, typically, fall camp is going to start uh, August 1st, August 2nd, um, depending on the year, but usually right around there, sometimes late July. So we are kind of in a normal college football pace. Um, I guess it's a bit early to say that, but that's what you're really watching for. Uh, specifically, those California schools, when does this gym or when are gyms allowed to open in California? You would like to see that at least eight weeks before the end of August. So you get the four weeks in the gym, four weeks in camp. That would be the beginning of July. So if California comes out and says July 1st, this is going to happen, then then things will be in very good shape for a fairly regular Pac-12 season, at least in terms of the games that will be played. Maybe not in terms of the fans that are in the stadiums or where those games are played. Who knows? Maybe you could see some teams move some games. Uh, but I think that those are all the key points, so we're going to move along. Uh, I'm going to tell you about Breckenridge Brewery. If you guys are going to the DMVR bar or to Blake Street Tavern, you know which beers I'm going to recommend. Strawberry Sky, the Agave Wheat, the Autumn Ale. I think 
No, there's no way that was the most recent one at Brackenridge because it is not autumn. But there will be a whole bunch of Brackenridge options at both bars. I just realized I don't know off the top of my head what the specials are anymore because I haven't been to either place in too long. Uh, but definitely be checking those out. And also be using the Breck Beer Locator at the Breckenridge Brewery app or website and it will tell you everywhere where you can buy every one of the Breckenridge beers. So if you want to try a Strawberry Sky, it'll tell you which stores, which liquor stores, which gas stations, gash, uh, you can go to to pick up a pack of those. So really recommend them. And of course, we are still running our code at the farmhouse. Use DNVR for $5 off your meal. So there you go. Also, want to tell you about our friends over at DraftKings. Uh, hopefully, you guys have been making some money on my pick of the week. Um, if you haven't there, then hopefully you're making a whole lot of money off of what Dre and RK have been doing with uh, their daily draft show, DNVR Bets, that is sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook. We're getting in on it. We're having a lot of fun here at DMVR. It seems like the company group chat has really shifted to betting just because it's a really interesting way to look at sports. It's different. And I don't always love it. Um, I, I typically don't like things that make the sports about the people watching the sports instead of the people playing the sports, if that makes sense. Um, that's why I'm kind of I say I'm not a big fantasy football fan for that reason, but at the same time, I'm in like four or five leagues. Um, <laughs> uh, and I kind of feel the same way about betting, except that, I don't know, it, it, it is actually a lot of fun, especially if it's stuff that I wouldn't normally watch anyway. Um, you know, UFC, I've been so much more interested in the UFC, and that's something I want to do because there aren't many options for sports right now. Um, but I've been more interested because I, I have my own money in the fight. Uh, so that has made these sports that we can watch more fun. Same thing with the Tiger Phil thing. Like that whole show was incredible and I would have watched it anyway. But there is just a, a, you, you can make your heart beat just a little bit faster if you have your own money in there. When you're sitting on number 12 thinking like, oh, if Peyton actually pulls out a birdie here, I'm about to make some big bucks. Um Obviously, be responsible. But if you guys are trying to get into sports betting because it is now legal in Colorado, um, and you know I've never been a better, but it is fun. It is kind of fun to get into and at least learn about and see how people think about it. Um, just because the the world is kind of moving that way, you see more betting talk and sports coverage, um, even with the really big networks. You know, ESPN is buying in, Fox Sports is buying in. Um, and just so you can kind of understand what's going on um, and educate yourself, it is it is fun to jump on DraftKings Sportsbook, especially because they have all their boosts, they have all their f deposit matches, bet matches, and the insurance and all those things that just boost your odds up if you know how to take advantage of them. Um, and I know for me, when I've missed bets, it has been nice when it's been one where they say, hey, we'll get you another $20 free bet because you took advantage of one of the things that we had an odds boost on or uh, bet insurance. So if you guys have do want to try and you haven't yet, cannot recommend DraftKings Sportsbook enough. You know, I've, I've looked at some of the other sportsbooks, uh, the, 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 some of the illegal sportsbooks, and the odds at DraftKings are just so much better than anything you're going to get at any of the illegal sportsbooks. Um, 
Especially because they just have so many odds boosted. I think that they're probably 10 odds boosted bets you could make right now. You know, there's there's stuff like... Uh, the odds boost basically means, by the way, if it's normally plus 100, maybe they'll bump it up to plus 130. So if you bet $100, instead of getting paid out 200 if it hits, you wind up getting paid out 230. So right now there's odds boost on things like uh, to attack of Iloa to win offensive rookie or no for Joe Burrow to win offensive rookie of the year and Chase Young to win defensive rookie of the year and instead of being plus 1000 it's like plus 1100 uh there's just like that little bonus if you want to take that risk uh there's there's stuff on the Broncos too there's so many Colorado specials um you know the Broncos there at one point there was an odds boost that boosted the Broncos winning six and a half games or I guess winning seven games to plus 100 which is a great line if you guys have been paying attention to that stuff. So, again, cannot recommend them enough. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's right. DraftKings Sportsbook has a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Don't forget, enter the code DNVR and get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay. Uh, Anthony Coleman going back down to the desert. He is... Uh, well, let's just run through who Anthony Coleman is because he's not somebody who we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Um, but he was in Colorado for one season, uh, as an assistant coach before that he had actually started his coaching career in 2016 at Arizona state as an assistant. Um, he stayed there for three seasons, then went to Colorado for this season and is now headed back to Arizona State. Uh, let's see, some more just basic information. Uh, he's still a young guy. He's only 37. Uh, yeah, and that's he's only been coaching for a few years. Before that, he was a marketing or a marketer with Adidas. So that's kind of his background. He did play a little bit of pro ball uh, in the D League at the time, as well as overseas i believe and uh yeah so uh i should also say he he's from california he's from compton went to long beach state uh he spent a couple years at xavier too as a player and uh went undrafted 2005 so there's like your for those of you who don't know the details you're all caught up there now let me tell you why this is such a big loss he was a very good recruiter. He has a great reputation uh, from his time at Arizona State as a recruiter. Again, he's from California. He's from Southern California. Has a bunch of ties there. Uh, he's he was really big in bringing in Keyshawn Bartholomew. Uh, he's big in bringing in the rest of the class too. Honestly, uh, with with Dominique Clifford. So that's really the first thing that jumps out to you is that the Buffs are losing a recruiter, specific, specifically a Southern California recruiter. Uh, which is big for a Pac-12 team. Uh, also, I know that the big men really appreciated having him around because it is fairly rare to just have a seven-foot assistant head coach who can give real good reps to 
a college program's big men. You know, Evan Batty being able to spend extra time after practice just banging onto Anthony Coleman in a way that you can't with the rest of the big men on this roster. You know, Evan Batty can plow over all these guys, but when you have somebody like that, somebody he's he was six foot eleven is what he was listed as as a player. Anthony Coleman was. When you have somebody like that whose body has developed, you have that kind of grown man strength and just a good sense of how to play basketball. It is tough to replace. It is very tough to replace specifically that. And it'll be interesting to see whether that's what Tad tries to do. Um, Because Tad, uh, getting into this, it is a big loss. And I don't want to downplay how big the loss of Anthony Coleman is. Tad has a bunch of connections. And he has a good history hiring uh, assistant coaches who have gone on to do big things. You know, the, the guy who Coleman came in and replaced was only here for one year too. So... Who's that? That was Kim English, I believe. But uh, this is not a new situation for Tad Boyle. You know, this has happened often. And again, obviously, last year when he had to hire an assistant coach, Anthony Coleman was the right guy for the job. He did a great job with the recruiting. He did a great job, like I said, helping the players out in practice. I, I do think that we're going to start to see some movement here pretty quickly um, and figure out who Tad's going to bring in. Um so many different routes he could go so many different routes he could go um and obviously if you stay tuned here we'll be talking about all of them as soon as some rumors start to pop up i don't know i am kind of excited i am kind of excited to see what he does just because of the track record he does have hiring assistant coaches um i don't think i have any more insights except that the, the big men really did think that he was very valuable as a, an asset in practice just because it's so rare that you have somebody who has all those skills who you can just plug in. You know, I, I watch watching some of the women's practices, uh, you see, you know, they, they bring in, they, they have a bunch of assistants who are all men who are in college who help out at practice uh, to give different looks. That's not something that the men's program can do. There aren't just people on the college campus who can play in a way that will simulate playing real Pac-12 men's basketball competitions. So, I don't know. Uh, I I do know that Evan Batty really does like to stay after practice. Um, I don't think it's only when you try to interview him, but I do think that that has happened to me a few times. Uh, But he does spend 30 minutes, 45 minutes, a lot of the time. And a lot of that time was with Anthony Coleman because that is just such an easy matchup for him. Part of me thinks, you know, maybe it's good for Evan to get a new look. Maybe at this point in his career, um, you you would like, you'd think two years would be enough to really pull as much as you can out of um, a a coach, uh, depending on the coach, obviously. But if Tad does go the big man route again and just bring in somebody who's an asset in practice, like on the practice court playing basketball, maybe that does provide some new looks. Um, I don't know trying to find a bright side here uh, because it is a a big loss for sure. Um, Recruiting wise, obviously basketball wise as well. And I don't think I have anything else to add. So with that, we are going to end today's show. I'll be back with another edition of the DMVR buffs podcast here pretty soon. Uh, I've got to go get my golf game in shape, which might take some work, but, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. If you guys have any questions, any comments, go to thedmvr.com, find the post for today's show. You go 
Just type in ddmvr.com, go to podcast, Buffs Podcast, and it'll just be the top one that pops up. And yeah, go scroll down, leave your comment. I'll get to that on the next show. And appreciate you all for listening. We'll be back soon. I think they like my Colorado sway. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway, my Colorado sway. Might not sway, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway yeah. is pushing one. And see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy. Yeah. And voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Oh. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hit ya. Hey. Hey. You on your own now, why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. Yeah. And we ain't playing with you, you can get it.